Oh, hi there. Thanks for coming by. I didn't see you come in. Um, give me a second. Let me put on some pants. Today on a very special episode of the House of X Book Club, Roger is going to interview everyone's favorite member of the Quiet Council, Rowan. Take it away, Roger. Oh, hello, hello. We're here for a very special episode to interview Rowan. Get to know her a little better. Get to know her insights. That's insights, not insides. We're going to find out her... <laughs> going to find out some of her interest in pop culture and comic book and find out why she's here tolerating all of this nonsense. <laughs> Rowan, would you mind starting by telling our listeners your name and uh, what you do outside of reading comics? Okay, well, my name's Rowan and I work at a bookshop and um, I also am a a caregiver a, a little bit and um i i read uh regular books too sometimes really yeah so the bookshop you work at is it the same one with rob mm -hmm. yep okay do you want to throw in the name of the bookshop real quick gallery bookshop in mendocino in mendocino california excellent so what are some normal books that you read that are not comic oriented one of my recent favorites is called The Librarianist. It just came out by Patrick DeWitt. And um, another one that just came out is called Silver Nitrate by Sylvia Moreno-Garcia. She wrote Mexican Gothic. Those are a couple of good ones. And um, one that's been out a while that, um, that Rob and I really enjoyed, um, it's called Paris Bookseller. My friend Carrie Mayer wrote. So these are all fiction. There's nothing here yeah. that's non nonfiction. Um, yeah, those are all fiction, but I do uh, like some nonfiction too. Um, there's a book I'm working on right now called Night Vision. It's a philosophy book, and it's sort mm. of like it's basically like about how you don't have to be optimistic. <laughs> it's sort of like uh, dealing with the dark moods and stuff like that. Confronting um, them. Is that what you mean? Huh kind of like confronting them or yeah yeah it's sort of it's basically like yeah it's sort of like thinking about anger and stuff like that and not just not dismissing it stuff like that i know that you're an 80s child like i am um do you have a favorite band or music genre oh wow um i like rock music i like my favorite my favorite is prince though Prince is my very favorite. I kind of like music all over the place. And I, I'm sort of like a, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So I like a little bit of punk. I like a little bit of metal. I like a little bit of country. I like a little bit. And okay, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. So you like variety. Yeah. Okay. So did you ever, I know that Prince is gone now and whatnot, but um, did you ever get the chance to see him in concert? Yes. Yes, I did. Or, I saw when, him. When was that? In 97. It was when he was promoting emancipation. It was called the Jam of the Year Year Tour. And um, Graham Central Station opened. Th okay. That band was he headed up by Larry Graham. Um, mm -hmm. It was a killer concert. It was at the Hollywood Bowl. And uh, it was one of the greatest shows I ever saw. 
Is that the only time you saw him in concert then? Yes, it was the oh. only time. Okay. That's cool that it was memorable, though. Let's move on a little bit. Uh, do you have a favorite movie or genre that's not science fiction oriented, something that's maybe a little more meaty, a little more serious? One of my favorite movies is this sort of quirky movie from the late 90s called Waking Ned Divine, which is about a, a small village in Northern Ireland that commits lottery fraud. I just sort of like interesting stories. It's definitely you know? a good one. Yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Really unique story idea too. Yeah. Sort of a weekend at Bernie's, but uh, but not really. It's right. Know, I mean, because everyone's in on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then it just, but then it it ends up having this really interesting story of friendship and the the way the stories of the characters come out is interesting. I I I liked that. Um, and so I kind of like movies that reveal people. All right. I'm going to throw a couple of uh, quick fire, rapid, rapid fire, quick answer kind of questions at you. Okay. Help develop uh, a, a bigger sense of who you are and what your, what your tastes are. Star Trek or Star Wars? Oh boy, this is tough. There's only but one. I, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you now, there's only one correct answer. Oh, well, that's too bad. I'm going to have to say Star Trek. So. Oh, see, that's that's a good answer. But the correct answer is both. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I don't understand why people pick one over the other. But... Well, I tell you what, I love both. Yeah, I absolutely love both. And I don't yeah. I don't really like um, I don't have a hate on for for either. But I, I think that I. um when I was a little, uh, when I was younger, that's what I tended to watch, like with my dad and stuff like that was reruns of Star Trek and stuff like nice. that. So I think there's yeah, just yeah. a little leaning into the Star Trek, just a little bit more. The original series is something that I watch with my dad. Yeah. I will watch the original series more of, of as a, uh, it's almost like a guilty pleasure now because of how sexist it is and, and even right. racist at times. And right. while at the but same you know, time, they were trying to do things better and pr promote a right. more positive image. Yeah. They were really trying. Yeah. That's cool though. I'm glad you, I'm actually glad you said Star Trek. I, I, I love them both, but Star Trek has a special place in my heart. Uh, second question. If you could have been part of any TV show, what show would it be and what character would you have played? Oh, wow. That's hard. X-Files, one of the lone gunmen. Ooh, nice. Excellent answer. I like that. X-Files was a great show back in the day. Yep. Before they kind of went off the rails with it, but <laughs> the lone gunman. I right. always thought I always found it hilarious that they were like the lone gun gunman plural. Right. Right. It was yeah. cute. <laughs> okay, quick answer. Milk chocolate or dark? Dark. Ooh, I have to differ with you on that one, but I'll accept that. <laughs> it's all good. Last quick answer. If you had to write your own obituary, how would you describe yourself? Oh boy. <laughs> You know, i.e., she invented uh, chocolate cake. She <laughs> she she cooked 
uh, oh no pastries she, <laughs> she, she painted on the weekend oh it would probably say that i wrote poetry okay and it would say that i was a mom it would say that i wrote poetry and that i liked cats that's it's probably as <laughs> that's probably as aggrandizing as it gets <laughs> okay no that's for, fair that's cool that's cool all right let's move on to something a little more serious but not really what was the first comic book you ever read and how did you get into reading comics in general the first comic book i ever read i don't really remember but it was something looney tunes like some Bugs Bunny comic that was at my grandparents' house. How did you get into more modern stuff? Is it through Rob or were you already um, into stuff? A little, you know, I have, I have, I had an ex too that was into comics and he, he gave me some books that he, he thought I should read. And, and actually um, there were things that we didn't share a lot of taste on, but the things that he gave me to read were things that were cool like the, I read The Crow because of him I read Grant Morrison's Run of Animal Man which I loved because of him and uh, so there were things that I read uh, through him and um, I'm really glad that I did so because of that interest you kind of eventually transitioned into superhero it, stuff or you still preser pre prefer the well I I kind of prefer other things but i did read like i ended up reading more batman later mm. and I, I i robin showed me arkham asylum and killing joke and you know some other books that i i um i read because of rob so some light reading then something right. light reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah arkham asylum was a really good one mm -hmm. uh, i mean killing joke was too Right, right. But yeah, man, it's, that's some heavy stuff. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, what is your favorite comic author and or comic book, whether it's that author or not? Well, I really love Neil Gaiman's Sandman. Mm -hmm. I like that it, I mean, I like that it gets, it gets serious and it gets dark, but then it gets really whimsical and it gets wistful. It gets... Um, and I like that it that it's something so different than so many other comics. Okay. So that that might be something I I like how, uh, but I also like how um, Mike Mignola in um, Hellboy um, I guess is episodic, and I kind of appreciate that, at least in the earlier books. Um, you know, that's, there's something kind of charming about that. I can see that. That makes sense. So there are probably a couple of my, a couple of my favorites. Okay. Those are also good answers. Is there a comic book character that appeals to you? Maybe one that stands out more than any other? I really like, I really like Hellboy. I like him because I like how blue collar he is. I mean, even his thick lined drawing, I, I I think he comes across as very regular guyish. <laughs> I just like that's it. It's understandable. Yeah, it's that's a 
that's something you notice when you read the character. You know, and a and it's such a not regular situation. It's <laughs> but um right, right. I guess I kind of like that juxtaposition of of something that's of treating it sort of like pest control, even though it's uh, dealing delving into mythology and oddity. So, have you read any of the stuff? Uh, have you kept up with the series at all? Have you read any of it since Mignola kind of separated from it? No, I haven't. I haven't. I've only, I've only even read just a a little bit and haven't kept up with it. And I, I know, I know that it goes interesting places, but I haven't kept up with it. Yeah. Okay. There's a there's a lot there. Apparently, the series is still going in one form or another. I haven't kept up with it either, but I do like Hellboy quite a bit, at least the early the early mm-hmm. stuff. What superpower do you think you would want? Maybe strength or healing. And then I was like, oh, could I say a super brain? <sighs> you mean like hyper intelligence? Yeah. Okay. What would you do with it, though? I don't know, because I'd probably just go insane. <laughs> you know, that's a valid That's a valid point. You'd probably see how screwed up the world is and just be like, fuck it. I'd probably just go insane. <laughs> I thought I would just think my way out of everything. Yeah. I'm like, I'll just think my way out of everything. But I'd probably just go insane. Yeah. Most like, and I, any rational person probably would, really. So I better stick with strength. Okay. (laughs) If you wrote your own comic book or graphic novel, what would it be about? I have a story that takes place in a dystopian future that I'm working on. And there's a lot in that world. So it probably would be that. So is it like a dystopian future or past? Well, it's sort of like this... It, I mean, it'll sound really tired because there's so much of like this. It's sort of like this dystopian future where there's a, a zombie virus. And it's, but it's not like an utter wasteland where almost everything is zombies and only a few people have survived. It's where a lot of people have survived, but there's this virus. And, and, uh, and so some people who've survived, you know, the lots of people who've survived, who have, who live have to write, have to deal with the fact that there's this virus and they have to fend off the zombies. It's, it's not like everyone's a zombie and then some people are alive. It's, it's, there's more people than that. So they're trying but to maintain still, regular right, life. Right. Okay. Right. Um, it's, but it's still kind of a sucky world. I would probably write uh, th- that as a comment. Would there be uh would it be heavy drama or would it be more humorous and it would probably be sort of uh dramatic because I can't imagine it being very human. Though the there are a, f- a couple of characters that they just by the way they interact would be humorous because that's how they interact with each other. But right. kind of like MASH, where there's moments of levity because you need right. that juxtaposition. Right. It's just the vir- by virtue of certain people and certain s- situations that just start to come across as absurd and stuff like that. Now, if you were to do this comic, would it be like black and white or would it be in color? It would probably be black and white. 
kind of goes with the zombie chic anyway. Right. Yeah. But I don't yeah. even know if that would be a comic, but if I did it, but if I did a comic, it would probably be that. Okay. Do you have anybody in mind that might draw it for you? Not really. No. Um, let's go in a different direction. Um, do you feel that comic books are a relatable art form, meaning are they easily accessible for the general public or do you, does somebody need to be a little bit nerdy or alternative minded to enjoy them? I think there are people who think they need to be nerdy to enjoy them. But I okay. think that they're accessible. I think it's just a matter of being receptive. Okay, that's fair. That kind of goes back to uh, your interest in like the crow and Mike Mignola's work and other things. Mm-hmm. It's not all just uh, beat them up superhero stuff. It's yeah. there's there's more viable stuff in there. Mm-hmm. So you would you agree that comics are a meaningful outlet for artistic and social statements? Then, oh yeah, okay. I'm thinking with that question, I was thinking of Mouse specifically because he talks mm-hmm. about, you know, the horrors of World War II concentration camps, but it's set with cats and mice. Yeah. Uh, let's head more towards the X-Men. What do you enjoy about the X-Men books? Whether it's what we're reading now or, or stuff that we might possibly get to in the future. I like the the scope of the X-Men, I find it interesting that the scope of the X-Men, given how they started. And even though we talk about how the MLK Malcolm X thing was that parallel was probably bogus or, or came kind of came to Stanley after the fact, I think the idea of bigotry or saying something about bigotry was always there because these kids had to hide themselves and they were dealing with people who didn't trust mutants and they were were basically good kids and he, he was basically saying look at these basically good kids look at these good kids who are in a world where people hate mutants so he was basically trying to say something about bigotry and how bigotry is bad. So that much was always there. And I think that is very cool. As you say that, I'm reminded of the the story, God Loves, Man Kills, where Angel, I think it is, is flying the little mutant girl that has like the big eyes. He's flying away with her, away from the angry mob that says, you know, God hates muties, things like mm-hmm. that. What do you like most about our book club? I like getting together and talking. Um, I like like reading the books and talking about them. I like hearing what other people get out of them. I think that's my favorite part is is hearing what everyone else has to say. It's interesting to hear what kind of weird off the cuff things Shane is going to come up with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's always a treat. Always, it's always a bonus. Um, knowing what you do about the comic book industry after, especially after we watched that, uh, special about Stan Lee, um, is there anything you would change about the comic book industry that you're aware of? Well, I always 
err on the side of creators. Like I, um, I always think that there should be more voices and that they should make good money for what they do. Though I'm not the expert on how to gauge that, to be fair. Um, listening to uh, one of the biographies about Stan Lee that we listened to, it's over the years, it sounded like such a rough go of it um, as far as how they treated their contracted talent over the years. Um, like it just sounds like they squeeze their talent as much as they can. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that that, that was one thing that the Stanley documentary brought out was that he was, he was pushed to fire so many people and then right. make the people that were still left to just work like dogs to, right. to get everything published and done on time. And I, and I'm sure that it's better than that, but I don't know how much better, but it seems like there's that imbalance between the creators and the, the owners the, yeah yeah and i would like to see that i guess not be so imbalanced or at least there'd be some more nurturing of talent as opposed to just like working on the working them so hard and then casting them aside that's the bulk of what i had to ask um the last question i would ask is is there anything else you'd like to clarify or add to this interview or any statements you want to make about yourself and your interests i don't think so no. i i like being in the club i wasn't forced to join <laughs> <laughs> just in case anyone was wondering for a while i wondered i honestly did <laughs> <laughs> well i for one like having you as part of the group because it's nice to hear a different perspective on things and frankly it's kind of a sausage fest so it's nice to have a woman's <laughs> point of view <laughs> so thank you for being a part of the book club Rowan. thanks, and th thanks thank for you for sitting down to do this yeah anytime anytime well that's all i have tonight folks so uh i'll i'll say thank you and uh stay tuned for further interviews going down the road with the house of x book club <laughs>